Housing is a challenge all over the place these days, particularly in very expensive Vancouver. So it means that people are, you know, trying different things to make it work for them. And at the same time, perhaps struggling to find a sense of community in all of that. It can be so challenging when it feels like the deck is just stacked against you. Now, if that sounds familiar to you, maybe you would consider something called co-housing. Well, there's a project in East Vancouver trying to tackle all of this, and we're going to learn about it now with Maria Fielder, lead marketer and equity member of East Van Co-Housing. Maria, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. What is co-housing? Great question. (laughs) So co-housing is uh, similar in many ways to a co-op. It's a, in our case, it could be a strata um, apartment building, where everybody has their own unit, uh, but we have extensive shared amenity spaces and the future residents actually design, fund, and work with professionals to build the building. So we have a say in our future intentional community and we want to know our neighbors and spend time with each other as well as having our own private space when we need it. Okay, so don't move into this uh, without realizing you're going to be sharing more space with your neighbors. Like it's an, it's an intentional community. Mm-hmm, exactly. You'll have everything that you would in a regular condo and the financing is similar to, you know, mortgage for a regular condo. But for example, a common house um, is often the heart of the, the building where there's a shared kitchen and a shared dining area where we'll have maybe three evening meals together a week or a brunch on a weekend. You sign up and you attend if you want to. You're not obliged to attend anything, but the invitation is always open so people can connect and, you know, really fight loneliness and isolation, which is often, um, you know, a challenge for many people in the city of Vancouver. So when you say extensive shared amenity spaces, can you describe some of those spaces? Like, what are we talking about? Totally. Um, So the beauty of it is that because future residents involved, we actually design and work with the architects. We've chosen the amenities. We discuss what are our values, what are the things that are important to us, and we design the spaces around that and the budget that we can afford. So in our case, I mentioned the common house, which is a key component because it brings people together who doesn't like to eat. Uh, and then, for example, a kid's room. Um, so while once you've finished eating dinner, the kids can go to the kid's room, which is next door. Parents can stay and, and have a drink and chat with other adults, but the kids are safe and playing with the other kids. Uh, a guest room. So you can still have a smaller unit. You know, you're paying only for the space you're going to use. But when you have guests in town, you can book them into that room for either a very low price, sometimes free. It depends on the, on the community. You know, bike storage, often people sharing bikes, um, other things like a co-working space. Um, many of us can work remotely these days. So actually building these facilities into the building not only makes it more convenient and gives us ways to connect with each other, but also saves us money because uh, we're not having to pay for those services necessarily in somewhere else in the city or say pay for childcare when often a parent can help watch over multiple kids at the same time because their best friends just right. live on the other floors. Right. So I guess what is the price here? Because on the one hand, there are people who look for community, but people also can't afford a lot of what is out there. So is this is this uh, price friendlier or cheaper than buying a regular condo, a regular home? Great question. I would love to say that it were, 
the reality is, is that we are going to be similar to market pricing. Our goal as a community is to uh, keep the budget under $1,300 per square foot for a 2027 move-in. So this is not in today's money. This is in the future, which is comparable for the kind of 33rd and Kingsway area that we'll be in, nearer to 29th Avenue Skytrain, East Van. Um, and really, the reason for this is because there's only two types of housing uh, with the city of Vancouver, social housing or market. And because we don't fit the pretty strict description for social housing, we're essentially in the same boat as all of the big commercial developers trying to make profit. We are not trying to make profit, but we don't have the financial strength of a big commercial developer, you know, to get a better rate from the banks. We don't get any special funding, any subsidies, even though we're just regular people trying to build homes for local people in the future. We are open to, you know, we've spoken to the government and we've been very clear we're open to offering, you know, we'd love to have affordable homes, but low market rentals, we're open to that, but we don't currently receive any funding to help us do that. We'd have to pay for it ourselves and it's hard enough to afford one unit in Vancouver, as many can understand. Right. How many units will be in this project? We're looking probably in around the 35-ish range. Um, We try to keep co-housing communities less than 100 people because we want to get larger than that. It's harder to keep the sense of the community and just the cost of bigger buildings gets higher as you need to be concrete rather than wood frame. Right. Okay. And so what about selling unit if somebody decides they're going to move on from this? You are asking all the right questions. This comes up all the time. Um, yeah. So in terms of uh, selling the unit, you would have the freedom um, to sell to who you want to. So imagine you've moved in, you've lived there for five years, circumstances change. Um, you can sell to whoever you want. The rest of the community can't, say, block who you sell it to. Um, two differences. One, uh, obviously, if you've had a good, good experience, you're probably going to want to bring somebody in that wants the community aspect because it is different to just a regular condo building where you don't talk to your neighbours and very individualistic often. Um, the second thing is we have interested lists. There are around I think, nine or ten completed co-housing developments in like the greater Vancouver area and lower mainland. And basically, they're all full. And there are hundreds and hundreds of people on the wait list for each of the communities. So often, an email goes out to those interested people. And often, it gets bought without even going to the public market because there's so many people who see the value and want the opportunity to live there that we've we find somebody who wants it without even needing to, say, you know, hmm. publicize it more widely. Okay, yeah. so then, Maria, if people are interested, where can they get more information? Yeah, great. If uh, folks are interested and want to know more, um, we have a website at www.eastvancohousing.ca. Uh, there's information about the project, and there's also an events page where you can attend an info session on Zoom, uh, and we have socials, we do tours of other co-housing communities, and we're also on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, if they contact us, somebody from the Marketing and Membership Committee will reach out to let folks know more. Okay, interesting. Maria, thank you so much for your time. 
Oh, thank you for having us. I appreciate it. That's Maria Fielder, an equity member and lead marketer for East Van Co-Housing. So this is different. This is not for everyone. But if you strive to find a sense of community somewhere, uh, this might be the place for you. A lot of larger shared amenity spaces. You're kind of expected to be deeply into kind of your neighbors and spending time with them and, and doing things together. Check it out. If you are interested in that, certainly different.